From COK Studios in Melissa Block's bungalow, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the results of the European Union's recent parliamentary elections. We'll also consider our annual spring pledge drive. And we'll consider that it's tearing up my heart when I'm with you, but when we are apart, I feel it too. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Thanos' Cleaning and Life Organization Service. Declutter your life by getting rid of half your stuff at random. It may not be exactly what you want to get rid of, but it'll be done in a snap. And PBN, now showing The Baker Begins, a prequel to The Great British Baking Show that sheds light on the dark origin story of Mary Berry. Starring Karen Gillan and Liam Neeson, with Tom Hardy as Paul Hollywood. Check local listings for showtimes. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Europe's traditional centrist coalition lost its majority in the European Union's parliamentary election Sunday, with far-right populist parties and liberal pro-European Union parties both gaining ground. The results suggest a complicated future for the EU as voters look for new ways forward. More than 50% of European voters turned out last week to vote in the parliamentary elections, the highest turnout in two decades, and a sharp increase from the last election in 2014. This could be due to the complicated Brexit in the United Kingdom, as well as other factors, such as the rise of xenophobia across Europe and the economic yellow vest protests in France. The election results were not kind to the two largest centrist parties, and it suggests that European centrists will have to reach out to and unite more broadly with liberal coalitions in order to affect change and maintain authority in the EU. Joining us via Skype from Anytown Europe, our senior correspondent Cordell Nutbrock and EU expert Hans von Heinz. Glad to have you with us. Greetings, Dinah. Guten Tag. Cordell, please give us a quick breakdown of what happened in the election. Populist Eurosceptic parties across Europe saw gains, but less than what some pre-election polls had predicted, which is good. Because the gains were smaller than expected, the far right likely won't be able to reshape the future of Europe in its image. Remind us what that is? It's white. Very, very white. I see. Can you go into more detail? Well, Hans is really the expert here. He's been delving deep into some of the fringe EU parties that picked up seats this past weekend. Yeah, I have been paying close attention to many of the fringe parties, yeah. For example, the German Kraftwerk Party picked up some seats, but they were immediately negated by the anti-Kraftwerk Party, who got the same number. I take it that is some kind of workers' reform party? Oh, no, no. One wants to get founding member Florian Schneider back into the German electronica band Kraftwerk, while the other one doesn't. It is a very specific agenda that could threaten the balance of power here in the EU. Oh, that is very detailed. And I must say, I'm really enjoying your pan-European accent. Oh, thank you. Hmm. European politics are much more nuanced than American politics, Dinah. Yeah, so nuanced. In France, the far-right National Rally Party of Marine Le Pen narrowly beat French President Emmanuel Macron's coalition, which was because the French Surrender Party won a number of seats, but they quickly gave them up and went to smoke and drink wine. Ah, typical. Quite. 
The Greens, a party coalition focusing on environmental issues, went from 52 seats in the European Parliament in 2014 to 69 in 2019. Nice. Making them now the fourth largest voting bloc in the EU. Ah, oh, too bad the Cigarette and Sewage Party, which is based in Eastern Europe, also won seats, so they will counteract much of the Greens' works. I think you should keep an eye on the Nihilists. If they can be convinced to do anything by anyone, they would be major players. They will probably continue to do nothing, however. That is all very fascinating, but I'm afraid that's all we have time for. It's all right, Dinah. We're being invited to a party with the Kraftwerk people. Oh, do not get your hopes up. It'll be very derivative. That was senior correspondent Cordell Nutbrock and EU expert Hans von Heinz. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to our spring pledge drive. Twice a year we come to you, our listeners, and ask for your support. We don't mean your kind words and accolades, which we also don't really see much of. No, we mean your financial support. For example, Dinah Cordell and our LGBT correspondent Trevin Motley recently went to Washington, D.C. for a public radio conference. But instead of being able to afford to take Delta or United or another well-known airline to the conference, they were forced to take Jimmy's airline. It's a very small airline that only travels from Toledo, Ohio to Scranton, Pennsylvania once a week. Even though Jimmy and his wife Gail are very nice, that airline didn't really help us much in our trip from Salt Lake to Washington. It was very budget-friendly, however. So you can see that we need you to make a pledge of support so that our team can take better, more convenient transportation when they need to travel. Don't forget where we stayed. That place was awful. I thought you all did an Airbnb. No, we didn't have the budget for that either. So we tried a cheaper option called Air H&M, where we slept under a tarp on the floor of an H&M dressing room after the store closed. I woke up with one of those stick-on underwear shield things they put inside bathing suits in my hair one morning. Ew. I know. We had to use the bathroom at the Panera Bread down the street. So it's not an understatement to say that we really, really would love it if you gave to the COK now. Here's our own Fritz Hicks to tell you a little more about how to give to the show. Yes, yes. Fritz Hicks here. As the movie critic and entertainment reporter for Consider Our Knowledge, I am very fortunate to see movies before they get released to the general public. It's a perk and a responsibility that I do not take lightly. That said, I could really spoil a lot of movies for everyone if I wasn't careful. For example, Avengers Endgame sees the death of Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark as he sacrifices himself for the rest of the team and the good of humanity. Now that movie has been out for a while, so I don't feel too bad spoiling that major plot point. But I could spoil many other films that I've already seen that aren't out yet. For example, Dark Phoenix, Rocket Man, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and The Secret Life of Pets 2. If you don't make a pledge of support to COK right now, I will spoil these movies for you, and so many more. I could completely ruin your entire movie going summer if I wanted to. Go to the COK website and click Support COK. That will take you to our Patreon page where you can make a secure $5 or $10 monthly donation. If you don't, I'll tell you all about what happens in the dark new thriller, Ma, starring Octavia Spencer. It's got a really good twist at the end, so make your donation so I don't just blurt out that she's a reverse vampire that feeds on the blood of rich, 
spoiled teenagers. Just kidding, that's not true. Or is it? <clears throat> I guess you'll find out soon enough. Uh, thanks in advance for your support. It means so much to us. Thanks, Fritz. I really hope you don't have to end up spoiling all of those movies for our listeners. Me too, Dinah. Although I do enjoy the power that this gives me. I never realized that I had so much power over other people because of spoilers. I feel like a god. Okay, take it easy, Fritz. We're taking a new approach to our pledge drive this year, as you may have noticed, so here's our health reporter, Alex Truman, to explain more about it. Usually, during public radio pledge drives, you'll hear the on-air personalities offer up a plethora of thank-you gifts as a way to entice their listeners to make donations. It could be anything from a mug or a tote bag to free passes to the Arboretum, not valid on weekends. I know how much I enjoy my tote bag for my favorite public radio show, Stop Stop, it's a headline. I take it to the pharmacy every day when I refill my many, many prescriptions. But I digress. This year, instead of plying our listeners with gifts, we're doing something different. We're using threats to make sure that our listeners give to COK. You've just heard my colleague Fritz threaten to spoil movies if you don't give. And now, it's my turn. As the health reporter, I am privy to lots of information that could have a serious impact on you and your family's health. So if you still want me to keep giving you the straight poop, make a 5 or $10 monthly gift now. Speaking of poop, I'd hate for you to miss out on some important information about a food recall and get food poisoning. It'd also be bad if I didn't warn you about which vaccines are really just watered-down Mountain Dew. You know, cut, I'm just, you know what, I'm, I'm just really, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm, I'm sorry, Connor, but I can't hold important health news hostage for financial gain. I took an oath to help keep people healthy, and that is what I'm committed to do. It's okay, I, I understand. Maybe this whole threat thing is a bad idea. I mean, can't we just offer people tote bags like we always do? People really seem to love them. I suppose we can. Oh, thank God. I'll promote tote bags all day long. Make your monthly recurring gift and we'll send you a tote bag made from the finest discount canvas we could afford. Thanks, Alex. Oh, you're very welcome, Connor. Now it's time for this week's edition of Big Little Wins. Congrats to Jane Merrill in Las Vegas, who got in line to order lunch at a Panera last week, just before a group of students on a field trip and several pushy businessmen came into the store. You got there right before it got crowded, and you were happily eating your food while those other people had to wait in that incredibly long and annoying line. This is one of the biggest little wins we've had in a while. Kudos also to Derek Fogler in Boston, who had a delicious salad at Panera Bread on Friday, and was able to stick to his new Weight Watchers regimen. Nothing tastes as good as thin feels, right, Derek? Except maybe this big little win. I don't know. Panera tastes pretty good, too. Indeed it does, Connor. Panera Bread. We believe that good food can bring out the best in all of us. If you've had a big little win that took place inside of one of the 2,000 Panera Bread locations in the U.S. and Canada, share it with us by posting on our Facebook page or sending us a tweet. That's all for this week's special Pledge Drive edition of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit ConsiderOurKnowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. 
If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do it at iTunes or at Stitcher.com. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening, and don't forget to support COK. I'm Connor Bentley. You are listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to our spling, spling, <laughs> a spling, spling predge drive. Spling predge drive. Spling hath flung. <laughs> All right.